and welcome to the penultimate episode of Another Phase, or this season anyway. I'm your host, Tamara Dreesen, and this is episode number 14. And over the last few months, I have shared conversations about astrology, numerology, women's health, breathwork, spirituality, psychedelics and dreams, ayahuasca, Last week I released my solar episode about intuition and there's just been yet so much more and I am beyond grateful to have been able to record these conversations with so many incredible guests and like yeah I'm really grateful for you listening as well and being here and sharing the journey with me. It has been a very busy year. (laughs) You might have also seen that my new website is now live. You can check it out at tamaradreesen.com and you can sign up for the free higher self activation, which is a guided meditation designed to support you to connect with your higher self, the wisest and most compassionate version of you. You can find out about my upcoming course, Intuition Mode, which is a psychic development course training for a new era. You'll learn how to tune in and build your trust muscle, discover your psychic superpowers, and most importantly, uncover the blocks that hold you back from living authentically. I've been wanting to guide a course for so long and I am, yeah, mega excited to see where this takes us. I can't wait for it to start. Um, So yeah, check that out. (laughs) You can also book in with me for a tarot reading and sign up to my newsletter so that we can stay in touch. I've really been working with Kelsey, who is the most incredible designer to just create this pace because everything, well, not everything, but since the last year or so, everything being so much more online. And I really wanted to create this space that felt like my digital home where I could share more of my work in a really cohesive um, way. And yeah, Kelsey is just, yeah, she's, like I said, she's from Coming Up Roses. She has got the most incredible eye for detail and has even created this section on my website where you can choose an affirmation card. It is so fun. That section is only available on the desktop version though. So make sure that you look it up on your laptop or PC if you have one, if you're curious to see what your card for the day is. I feel like the past few months I have been doing so much behind the scenes that I've hardly come up for air and it feels so good to finally have things coming together and be out there. I I wonder if it's Virgo season as well helping me too, you know, like those practical, sensible, organizational vibes. Like I'm really here for that. I need more of that in my life. Like I'm an Aries. I'm, yeah, I'm always on the go. I've got loads of, spinning lots of different plates. I mean, I don't know, is that just me because I'm an Aries or is that also how a lot of us feel right now? But I'm really, really appreciating Virgo season. I love Virgo season. Um, And as much as I love summer, like summer is my season for sure. And I'm learning over the last few years to kind of embrace the seasons more, but I do really love Virgo season and those grounding vibes and using that as, I always say like thinking of the zodiac seasons as little 
curriculums like different topics that we can use to sort of like break down our personal development into different sections and focus on ourselves and different themes and yeah I really love that Virgo energy to kind of like look see my body as a temple and look after it and reflect on how how I'm looking after my body and seeing health as wealth and again organization <laughs> like all the things that I promise to do I'm like oh my god I've got to do it it's Virgo season I've got to do it and it gives me that little push um and yeah I really like those back to school vibes as well um so yeah and actually speaking of star signs you might have seen on Instagram that my collaboration with Daisy, my most recent collaboration with Daisy has just been released. It's a series of archetype prints. There's the visionary, the romantic and the muse. And you could think of them as words of affirmation, love notes, a pep talk or a manifesto. So the prints are, they've got these lovely hand printed lino stamps on them and then the words are printed by me and each archetype has been assigned with a with four zodiac signs so that I think that the archetype embodies it was just yeah such a lovely project to work on I love Daisy as a brand and what they stand for I love yeah I love their jewelry you'll have seen me wearing the jewelry all the time even if I didn't work with them, I would be wearing their jewelry. And when I was channeling these archetypes, I was thinking about the people that I know and their star signs and how they inspire me. And also like who wears Daisy? What are the kind of people that I see wearing Daisy and, and what, do, what, what, do I, what do I think about them? When Daisy gave me the brief, they were like, can you come up with some archetypes and assign them to zodiac signs and write write something for them so that was the brief and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you're into astrology then you know that we aren't just our sun sign we are um we are our birth chart like and all of these different details and facets come into play to make us who we are which is unique and when we are kind of thinking about this so we aren't just our star sign sun signs what our sun sign, yes, is an indication of our life purpose and how you shine. But other key factors to knowing ourselves through astrology are our moon sign, which is about our emotional needs, what makes us feel safe, secure, nourished and loved. And also how we or how you emotionally relate to others. And then there's your rising sign, which is about what motivates you and how you present yourself to the world. So even though... I've assigned zodiac signs to the archetypes. I think that we can be a blend of all three because we express different facets of ourselves depending on what's going on in our lives. I'm an Aries sun, Libra rising and Aquarius moon. So I, according to the prince, I am like a double visionary and the romantic, which I'm like, I, I'm up for that. Like, I, I, I mean, I wrote them, so I do relate to them. <laughs> But yeah, you'll have to go on the Daisy website and find out which archetype or archetype you are and let me know, like let me know if it resonates with you. Um, it's there's always that thing when you put things out there, like I do the same with the um, IGT videos with the readings for the tarot card for the month, for the like collective reading. I'm like, oh, like am I just making this up? Who needs to hear this? Um, but for the prints, you can find out more. It's all on 
uh, what is it? DaisyJewelry.com slash forward slash collections forward slash archetype hyphen prints. We recorded a Monday masterclass video at She's Lost Control. If you don't know about She's Lost Control, they are, they've got the most incredible shop in London on Broadway Market with just, it's just like, yeah, if, if you, again, if you're a fan of this podcast, She's Lost Control is like a little sanctuary kind of mecca that everybody needs to visit if they're in the area. They sell crystals and tarot cards and books, like my books are in there as well. So you can find the Crystal Code and Luna if you want to buy from and in and support an independent brand. Um, you can get your copies of the Crystal Code and Luna from there. They've got journals, they've got candles, they've got Mama Moon candles there. Like they, yeah, they've got everything that you've probably been crushing on Instagram. They have got it in the shop. It's just yeah, beautiful. They do online events and different things as well. They do aura readings there if you go there. So definitely check that out. But anyway they we did this video my friend Rebecca filmed them she I always love filming Rebecca because she's my friend and because I feel relaxed with her I always feel like she gets the best out of me and um yeah it was really fun recording that and I in the video I recommend different jewelry for the archetypes dream job or what (laughs) um and yeah if I could I would have one of everything from Daisy I'm obsessed with the gold wavy snake chain at the moment. But yeah, you can check that video out on Daisy's IGTV. I don't know if I need to disclose this, but obviously I was paid to create the archetypes, but not to advertise them. And I don't receive any commission. I am just mega proud of this project and wanted to tell you about it. I hope that, yeah, because I hope that the words inspire and uplift and encourage people through these visual reminders because the prints are gorgeous and you can have them on your altar by your desk anywhere you want or you can spread the love and you can gift them to someone that you want to remind how special they are to you like yeah that's I can't wait to finally um give give some of them to my friends if you're my friend and listening to this you probably know what you're getting for Christmas <laughs> um but speaking of zodiac signs this week's guest is Kimberly Peter Dewhurst founder of star sign style you might remember her from season one of another phase she's a British astrologer who lives in Hong Kong and she writes daily horoscopes which you will find on Spotify just type in whatever sun or rising sign you are followed by today into the search to find it for example I'd look up Aries today or Libra today. One of the main things that I love about Kimberly is that she knows so much about celebrity astrology. I think it's a cool way to do some case studies if you're learning astrology to see how they embody their birth chart. I do something similar when I think of the major arcana and I associate it with a celebrity or character, like what that could be. For example, Carrie and Big from Sex and the City are totally the lovers from the major Kana in the tarot for me. And I've decided after kind of much liberation that, oh, actually she could be the justice card as well, couldn't she? But she, because I think like, is Kim the empress? But also I kind of came back to the fact, well, not the fact, but I decided that Kim Kardashian, she could be 
the emperor because she's studying law, she's an incredible businesswoman, and she's also fiercely protective of her family. So emperor, but also just popping into mind, maybe the justice card. Um, But yeah, that's another way to kind of like learn the tarot and kind of see these archetypes again, coming into action, like archetypes are everywhere. And they, like when I'm working with spirit animals and understanding what they mean, spirit animals are animal messages that are like their archetypal energies, like looking at their behaviors and what they are well known for and their personality traits. And yeah, it creates this archetype, you know, think of the lion, you know, this archetypal energy of the lion being really proud and strong and um, again, protective of their pride and that raw, the raw and the main, you know, that main, that kind of um, real impressiveness that comes from a lion. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit more about archetypes. But back to this episode, astrology fans, I think you are going to enjoy this episode with Kim because we discuss some topics that are slightly more advanced and What I mean by that is that it's beyond our sun rising and moon signs, Mercury retrogrades and the moon cycle. Like we talk about how to find out your karmic destiny according to your north and south nodes. Kim explains what they are. She also talks about what's ahead for the rest of 2021 and what we might expect in 2022, 2022. Um, I never know what to say, 2022, 2022. With, anyway, with some tips for everyone's signs. So you might want to get a pen and a piece of paper or note the dates in your calendar so you can just keep an eye out for what's coming up for you then just to kind of observe you know um and as things often do when I'm recording with someone that I know well things do get a bit personal and I share a bit about yet another relationship from my past I yeah I did have to kiss quite a few frogs before I met my guy I didn't say it at the time but this person was a narcissist who would gaslight me a lot so that's where the confusion um, and illusions would come in a lot for me they and get another opportunity or mirror to trust my intuition and the red flags. I wanted to say, yes, they were a Pisces, but this isn't to say that all Pisces are like that. I was actually seeing another Pisces about a year after that, who really like, looked after me and I've got friends who are Pisces that are are ultra compassionate and caring I did think about editing this section out because I wasn't sure yeah it like I guess it was a quite a hard time in my life and I don't talk about it that often and I was yeah thinking about taking it out but then when I was listening back to it I did think that it was, I felt like it's in, or I do feel like it's in context to what was discussed and is quite insightful in terms of the other topics that we were discussing around it. So yeah, 
enjoy and don't forget to note down the dates and tips from Kim that are later on in the conversation. Welcome back, Kimberly. Do you know, I call you I called you Kimberly, but I call you Kim normally, don't yeah, I? Both is fine. I have many <laughs> nicknames. I must be somebody who has like a million nicknames. Really? People call people used to call me Kimbo Slice, which is a famous wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Kimbo Slice. That's your like Kimball, Aries name. Kimbo. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of friends that call me Kimmy. I have many people call me Kim and because it's easier and shorter Mm. yeah yeah I was having this conversation with my boyfriend the other day because somewhere along the line my name has been like shortened to Tam so lots of people call me Tam which I actually don't like and at first Mm. it was fine because there's a chocolate bar called Tam Tams oh there's Tim Tams as well aren't they Tim Tams yeah like some of my friends like from my booth used to call me Tim Tam um but yeah that's nice. But more more and more people were calling me Tam. Like, my neighbours call me Tam. Like, so I will always introduce mm. myself as Tamara. I will always say, yeah, I don't know where. I can't think where this Tam has come from. And Especially the neighbours. Like, they don't really know you either. Yeah, like, but my, it's because my boyfriend calls me it. Like, my boyfriend will oh, call me. He'll heard. refer to me as Tam. And then when my dad was here, he started calling me Tam. I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, I don't, I don't know where this has come from. And I think I didn't mind it before because it was only a few people calling me Tam. You know, like a few people were like close. It's like, yeah, I like that. That's I can fine. Deal with that. Yeah. But then the more and more people. And I think like my dad, yeah, my dad never called me Tam. My mum, my mum and dad never called me Tam. No, my parents just call me Kimberly. Yeah. It's my name. Yeah. But I think there's an energy to your name as well, isn't there? Totally. 100%. Especially if it's like that short three-letter word as well. That's very like clipped. And I also like um, wonder with this whole Gemini that we were just talking about as well, yeah. the Gemini energy of like the, the anyway, I won't go yeah. down that rabbit hole, but okay. like the naming, <laughs> the na- the na- <laughs> the mercurial, cause, because the um recent Virgo stellium that we've been having this train this train cart this carriage this train carriage locomotive going through is so mm. mercurial and then with the Gemini north node is also so mercurial mm. you know ruled by mercury as well but and and mercury being the, the planet that names things but that's that's a tangent that we don't need yeah, to go that's down. interesting so for anybody that doesn't know what the nodes are what are the nodes Yes, so the nodes are the things that inform where the eclipses are. So we always have two points in the ecliptic path of the moon. Mm -hmm. So if we imagine a spoon shape, an eclipse, um, not a round soup spoon, but a a teaspoon, and um, those two points, um, in fact, there are four points on the ecliptic circle. So there's two at either end, the sort of furthest points, and then there's two at the kind of more but you know if it was a burger the top of the bun and the the bottom of the bun Mm -hmm. and as they um as the moon moves round this ecliptic once a month because Mm -hmm. every month we see the moon do one circuit of the zodiac um 
at certain points it's closer to the earth and further away from the earth and so at those points it's more closely aligned with the north and south node which are those points and when it's within five degrees or it might be seven degrees it's an eclipse and when it's in sign so if the moon's at one degree of virgo and the north node's at 29 degrees of virgo then it's then it's a partial eclipse Mm -hmm. if it's a total eclipse it's like bang on and then we actually get to see the dark darkness of the of the shadow of the moon yeah and so Throughout time, when people were so um, carefully monitoring eclipses, um, because this was like a foreshadowing moment, you know, if you so rewinding back to medieval times or olden days or whatever, mm. um, historically, kings, queens, beheadings, like, you know, someone stepping up to be on the throne, someone like dying, they, there are always these more active periods around eclipses, there are more activity and action. And basically, this imaginary point, it's not a real point in the sky, imaginary, uh, uh, you know, philosophical point, I guess, or theoretical point, that's Mm. it. Um, This point has come under such significance because it's where the action happens. So the North Node in um, different mythologies has been named different things. The North Node, we would say, is the head of the dragon. The South Node is the tail of the dragon. So it's this energy of consumption and gathering or um, the energy of releasing and purging and letting go and less um, less access and more access. So I always think mm. of it as like a team of players pulling a rope you know like rugby players like hauling hauling the rope or sailors or something mm-hmm. and then in vedic astrology they call it rahu and ketu so throughout many um traditions it's always well it's not always referenced but it's in for many many astrological traditions it's referenced as a significant point right and then because also what you know when you're like for your birth chart for like when you're born and you have your north node and your south node that was also telling of your kind of dharma. Karmic, and, yes. yes. Karmic destiny, precisely. Yeah. And if you have planets conjunct, so together with the North Node or the South Node, mm-hmm. that can speak very much or speak greatly about the kind of experience you have. So if there are planets huddled around the South Node, that would speak of past life karma and why one might come into this life with certain issues, hang-ups, or tendencies, and then planets on the North Node would give a hunger or some kind of aspirational quality to the quality of that planet. So, for mm-hmm. example, Sun on the North Node might be a destined-to-be-famous type vibe. Moon on the South Node, Moon being nourishment and nurture and feeding, on the South Node might be somebody who has problems with food, based on child and when we say the past it could also be childhood or birth or any anything in the past mm-hmm. could be referred to as the north node and anything in the future so princess diana has a moon on the south node and she was right. famously anorexic and had these problems with actually eating and digesting her food and you know and for anybody that wants to kind of find out about their north node and south node what would they be looking for how do they find that out so they look like a pair of Beats headphones. They're on most birth charts. <laughs> yeah. And they look like a pair of Beats headphones for the North Node or similar yeah. to the Leo Glyph. And for the South Node, it's an upside down pair of Beats headphones. It looks like a kind of curly, um, 
sort of snake um, in the Western chart. Right. And basically, when planets by transit roll over these north and south nodes in our natal chart, Mm -hmm. we can actually welcome in experiences. So, for example, and and actually, you know, some astrologers or um, uh, astrological academics will actually spend a lifetime just looking at these nodal points. For example, there is a lot that can be ascertained and studied and understood about our, our own life and our own event life events through for example Saturn's um conjunction square conjunction square you know its path around the zodiac as it interacts with the the node the nodes mm-hmm. and and that being our karma so some astrologers will only study up to Saturn because Saturn is the planet of limits and boundaries and was kind of a point in astrological discovery which was kind of quite neatly stopping and then they discovered Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, asteroids and a lot more got gathered and and added into the birth chart Mm -hmm. which which I love it's like a salad who doesn't want to sprinkle a little bit of extra uh, (laughs) insights onto the salad and salad bar but for some people the meat and potatoes are well enough well enough like a nice good Sunday dinner you've got your potatoes your meat and actually you can strip back to the bare bones and look at Saturn so for example as an exercise if you're going to do a, a little day day course or like a, a one you know a thing it's like let's look at these seven-year events nailing down what was going on when Saturn was conjunct the north node what was going on and I did all this so that happens ago. every seven years then Saturn conjuncts yeah. the north node of a of no, an, every oh no. 29 years uh, every 29 yeah. years oh, every so 29 that's why we have yeah. Saturn return yes so Saturn will return so let's say Saturn takes 30 years we'll round it up 30 years to transit the um horoscope mm-hmm. but because many of us are not even 30 I am <laughs> I am um, <laughs> Over. Many of us, many, but many of us haven't lived to like 60 or 45 yet mm-hmm. um 37 and basically, it's a fun way to dig into um, recent history, let's say, as is Jupiter. Jupiter takes 12 years to try, you know, obviously our memories, it depends how you want to look at astrology and, and what, how you want to dissect your life. Mm-hmm. But for many of us, the bigger the picture, the easier it is to, easier it is to find things to hook onto um, because much more goes on in a long lifetime than it does in like a 12 month period and Mm -hmm. on top of that you have other astrological techniques like annual perfections which means that actually you're dividing your you know basically not that a lot happens in a year and not that much happens in a year so the more broadly we can look at our life and divide it up into these chapters Mm -hmm. the easier it is to see okay well where am I heading like what what period am I in what's you know let me let me visualize because astrology is all about time and visualizing what's happening, what happened, what's happening now, what's happening in the future. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so Saturn conjunct the North Node, but equally Neptune conjunct the North Node could be ushering in Neptunian, Neptunian experiences. Uranus conjunct the North Node would be um, these radical um, flash in the pan opportunities or Jupiter or any of them. So it's well worth knowing where one's north node is mm-hmm. in order to then know um first of all like what my karmic destiny is mm-hmm. and 
opposite that, like where I'm where where I'm coming from and into life. And for us, it's the same. We both have the North Node in Gemini. We've both got the South Node in Sag. And that describes um, how we can lean into our path, how we can lean into our karma. So, for example, the sun describes our purpose. Venus describes our inclinations. Mm-hmm. Moon, our security and how we how we feel comfortable. But North Node is more about like, and to look at it from the eclipses point of view, the 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 window of time that we were born into, and what that window of time facilitates us as human beings to lean into as people. So for us, it's all about communication um, because we're leaning into Gemini, but we're coming from a place of Sagittarius. So for us, we're people who are big thinkers. We like big topics of conversation, big subjects, but it's our destiny to drill it down into these sound bites or conversations like we're having now. Um, and for me, it's in the twelfth house. For you, it's in the ninth house. Mm-hmm. So, and then on top of so, that, what does that? So, um, what what does the ninth house mean, and what does the twelfth house mean? Yeah, anybody so that doesn't know. House, yeah, so the ninth house is all about foreign connections. So you're communicating to me over a, over a long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, ninth, ninth house is all about publishing, higher education, higher thought, higher principles, religion, uh, philosophy. Um, you know going long distances on a voyage, a quest, a, a, a journey of discovery, um, stepping out, taking risks, being willing to learn things from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. So your karmic destiny resonates with the um, willingness and the curiosity to hear and engage and ask questions of people who are from somewhere different from you um, and to take a trip you know, you're quite a travel traveler, aren't yeah. you as well? <laughs> so it's about when you travel or when you're given the opportunity to meet someone foreign or meet someone. And by foreign, we mean just like somebody who's uh, has foreign concepts to share, mm-hmm. or it could be a literal foreigner, but some mm-hmm. foreigners are bloody completely the same as us. So they're not yeah. teaching us anything different. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we're exactly the same. <laughs> um, uh, and then the 12th house is all about um, surrendering and undoing and secrets and catharsis and kind of gestational incubation pregnancy process so mm-hmm. the first house is when we break out with presence and persona and we're very vitally here and the 12th house is all the way around where we've got about all our business and we've been out in the world engaging 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 and then we finally come back to go to bed so right. my karmic destiny is to sleep it off dream hold things in kind of this um, secret, sacred, sacred space, and then finally kind of tease out the words, which is why during my nodal return, I've been imprisoned, sitting at my computer, writing daily horoscopes. Daily horoscopes are very pithy. They're Mm. kind of like instantaneous throwaway information, daily, 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 daily. So that's very Gemini. Mm-hmm. It's like keeping people up to date on the news. It's like a, a journalist, but it's yeah. in 12th house space, which is kind of like a kind of secret nebulous liminal zone of, mm. you know, behind the curtain type stuff. Yeah. And, and when, so, so we're when both you, activating it. Yes. We're that's it. good. I, I hope. 
yeah so it's our, it's destiny it, it shows yeah we're, we're living our de- we're living our destiny and because I think that's something that's something that comes up for a lot of people where they're like what's my life purpose what's my destiny and it's quite nice knowing that you can look at your birth chart to get some clues to that oh a hundred percent you can absolutely get all the clues and you can design and you can play and um texturize your own your own birth chart with what how you want to work it you can yeah. make choices around those themes and uh, would you if you got um software on your website for people to look up their birth chart and find out yes. about like the house houses and everything yep there's a click on every page birth chart free birth chart calculator yeah and that's just right there and then it links through to the sun explanations of all uh, the the main planets but i might yeah. add in the other ones don't like to overwhelm people I just think at the moment people just want as much information as they can get. But it's about being, um, it's about being um, responsible as Mm. well. Like um, we might all want to know the full range of, um, you know, colors that are available to us, but, or I can't think of a a good metaphor, but um, sometimes you can bite off more than you can chew and then you end up spitting out the whole thing yeah yeah that makes sense yeah I guess it's and like I think we've like talked about this before like not letting letting it become your identity it's like having a, an awareness but understanding like how do you want to work with it knowing your life experience and the things that light you up and turn you on and also that are non-negotiable for you how do you want to bring that to life as well rather than I've read this right now I've got to (laughs) go and follow it like a blueprint yeah follow it like a set of instructions yeah and that kind of that's not what it's about and when you have a personal astrology reading or the more you kind of spend time playing with numbers or dates or kind of like understand and that's why so often I will kind of like give some distance between myself and my anticipation of what's happening and then what actually trans Bias. it's like mm. giving it a bit of giving a bit of room and my astrology mentor gives himself even more room to actually let life happen mm. to actually let what will be will be um without trying to be too prescriptive and I think that we can be too um ambitious almost in the way that we want to uh make something happen Mm. and um and rather than just kind of like holding life like a kind of like very gentle hamster yeah <laughs> like a very gentle like let it let it let it be in the hand if it wants to be in hand or let yeah. it like scurry around if it wants to like be free I love yeah, that visualization free to, free to <laughs> like it's tiny little that. cute hamster <laughs> so delicate don't, don't, don't hold it too tightly yeah yeah but I think that's you will go in the wheel yeah but we, what I think what happens is that Especially with everything that's been going on, especially over the last like eighteen months, like almost like I don't know, is it eighteen months, two years, whatever, like with the pandemic, and I think so much has been thrown up in the air, and so much has changed, and I feel like it's been so transformative for myself and for everybody that I speak to, and in, in and good things are coming out of it as well. I don't want to kind of like yeah it's been hard but good things are coming out of it but also in that uncertainty there is this tendency to try and grip and cling onto what we can or control it and control the outcome 
because mm-hmm. and I think that comes also from social media when people are like this is possible also like fear but then also what we were kind of talking about before we started recording around this feeling of like not being enough or like you need to be happier or you could be happier you could be more fulfilled like be more fulfilled like me and so we're kind of on this hamster wheel like mm-hmm. trying to kind of mm-hmm. like we're not even holding the hamster we've become the hamster kind of like frantically on this wheel but not actually thinking like why am I doing this or is this what I actually want to be doing or coming back to our own definition of what happy looks and feels like for us Mm -hmm. and sometimes that is reflective isn't it thinking back like okay hang on like looking at what would make me happy but it's like hang on what has made me happy like what are those simplest moments that I have felt alive and connected with myself? Like the clues are all there rather than on someone's social media stories or whatever. Does that exactly. make sense? And this is totally, and this is, this is to me the, um, I think one of the great big lessons that we'll learn with Jupiter solidly in Pisces. So this summer we had freedom Mm-hmm. moments freedom mm-hmm. day I wasn't in the UK so I don't know mm-hmm. what they termed it and I wasn't paying attention yeah. because I knew that Jupiter was going to retrograde into Aquarius so I was like <laughs> okay whatever yeah I'm not going I'm not going anywhere I'm staying very very grounded and what will be will be but basically Jupiter and Neptune are the two co-rulers assigned to Pisces and we've had Neptune in Pisces since 2011 and Jupiter has caught up to be um and has dipped its toe in um, Pisces over the summer for this kind of taste of freedom. And I've seen a lot of people going out to concerts and, you know, acting as if not life is normal again, but as if, um, as if it's, as if, as if we are going back to some kind of paradise, yeah. you know, that none of us even had pre pandemic. And, um, and then it's kind of the, the battens, the, the, the hatches are getting becoming battened once again, you know, between, fall season and then um christmas where we've kind of got to get doubly realistic about everything um and then jupiter will move back into pisces 28th of december 20 this year 2021 and then it will very swiftly move through and meet neptune and neptune in pisces since 2011 has been all about this you know lack of boundaries and exploratory uh, waves around everything that's mystical and mystifying and magical and that's both good and bad because we've had the soft lens the selfie like this this face recognition or deep fakes like all these um techniques that send images viral since 2011 like this Mm -hmm. is the neptune in pisces movement like if we were in an orchestra of life there's like this whole long orchestra orchestral piece this movement that we're now in is all about um blurring the boundaries and losing ourselves and so what we get on social media is the perfect opportunity to doom scroll and lose ourselves for Mm. god knows how many hours losing ourselves in these rabbit holes these yellow brick road um you know online digital uh realms 
And actually, there's there's positive in that. We can connect with people. We can get mm. lost in um, meeting um, new fantasies, new dreams, new new ideas, new imaginings. But on the other hand, we're seeing a lot of delusional, illusional imagery, a lot of um, edited fakery mm. and fake news coming up. So you know, no wonder we're all longing for the perfect dream or longing our heartstrings are getting thoroughly mm. tugged um, by these aspirations. I remember when the North Node was in Cancer and all I was looking at on the Instagram was these picture perfect homes where I was like, oh, that looks just dreamy. Like I would love a kitchen. I would love a this, that and the other. And telling myself, it's not real. Don't worry. Like just kind of like, dispelling the myth like Mm. sort of blowing the fog from my eyes because it's all smoke and mirrors yeah it's all a promise this will make you better this tablet you know and the pharmaceutical industry is ruled by Neptune CBD Mm. is Neptune anything that's like a wish and a prayer anything like a movie escapism everything is Neptune and so with Jupiter moving into boost and push and kind of like you know, swell this area of life, which is so fantastical. I think we're going to have this great big um, uplift, this great big hot air balloon of like, you know, freedom or delusion or um, hope, Mm. faith, you know, and this, and like you say, people are very um, keen to put their faith in mystical, magical um, things. But then also the two signs that sandwich um Pisces by sextile are Taurus and Capricorn so there is a money-making harmony with Capricorn there and there's another money-making um aspect so it's like you know we have to be aware of this great big dream cloud or this lovely big rainbow of of promise and wonder but then that there are very very definite um profit makers attached to that mm. and so I I find it fascinating that a lot of the um astrology or any anything that we see that's promising us knowledge or wisdom or experience it is coming with a lot of um you know sign up yeah you know you know that kind of or or even like Amazon um they were like saying oh we've got green packaging um they were saying like we're we're but it's it's attached to a bit of an illusion Mm -hmm. like it's green packaging but it's still consumerism Mm -hmm. so it's like the the sex style between Taurus and Pisces it's like buy the shoes you know live the dream you know but then and and you're still buying eco but it's like but you're not but you're not not really yeah what does sex style mean for anybody that doesn't know so a a trine is a triangle and a sextile is the aspect that um, is it, it, not an octagon a sex not I don't know what the um like a gosh how long has it been since I've been in maths class where they teach you what the triangles are called and the octagons and stuff but basically oh, yeah, it's I a don't know. 60 degree angle between yeah. planets so it's basically so when they're the way seeing you it count. so you've got the chart and then the planets and then if you're looking at them, the, the the degree the angles that they are from each other then that creates squares 60 degree yes and the and they're such a quick, trying. yeah and the way that it's so easy to remember is that fire is sextile to air and water um earth is sextile to water mm-hmm. so there's always harmony between earth and water and there's always harmony between air, earth and fire okay. and there's always 
challenges between um, certain of those families. So Aries mm-hmm. square Capricorn, Aries square Libra, Aries square yeah. Aries opposite Libra, blah blah blah. Yeah. So the, and they, and once you kind of like get it pinned down with your own understanding of what they are, it's really difficult to forget because, yeah. for example, air breathes air, air, air fuels off oxygen, mm-hmm. so air fire yeah (laughs) it's fueled by air Mm -hmm. that makes me think of I remember like looking up a compatibility thing when I was going out with a guy and he was a Pisces and I was and I he's Pisces so that was water and I'm Aries and that was fire and I remember reading that being like yeah they'll put your fire they'll put your fire out or even they'll either create steam they'll either create steam or put your fire out yeah and it's a really it's a really good way to work with it especially if you then add things like moon signs and venus signs Mm. and 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 look at all the planets it does stick it does it does it does work but then that person would have obviously had planets in different exactly yeah it's not that was before i knew anything about astrology really and it was yeah not it was yeah i was that was like a long time ago and yeah I've just been like oh what like what does this mean again looking for those answers outside of myself being like somebody tell me is this right (laughs) did you get on with the Pisces um it was a very intense relationship I don't think we I'm trying to think like it was steamy but they put me out as well if that makes sense. It wasn't like, it wasn't the most healthy of relationships because they had their own psychological kind of like mental health issues. So Pisces can be very messy. Yeah. yeah. So very. it was very, it was a lot of kind of, it was one of those like relationships that were very, weird and surreal and things happen and you're like you kind of they're so weird or random or just out there you just don't think it's real and then you're like then later Mm, down the line you're like yeah and then you're like I can't believe that happened or they did they did that and like all these little things that you just because it's so like what are you doing you know when you're in it yeah it's really hard to see and I remember going they he'd do these things romantic things not necessarily romantic but kind of more paranoid like paranoid things Mm. and um just yeah just random and out there things and I remember just being like what is going on and then it wasn't we went on a group holiday with friends and they They were like what yeah and I was like I can't unsee this now like I can't Mm. I can't un I can't un yeah see it and then we like broke up shortly after but it was kind of I think because it was the relationship was quite passionate and I think I hear that I see this a lot with so many people when you've got that chemistry with physical chemistry with someone (laughs) Mm. it's kind of like that kind of draws you in and sucks you in because you have that's, a the, really, that's the purpose that, yeah like they the have, purpose of that energy yeah they have that real strong kind of draw and you you kind of get pulled into it it's kind of like it feels like a bit like a vortex but then you're losing yourself in that and then it's like how do you pull away from it because that chemistry kind of pulls you back in but then on every other mm. level it's like this relationship is not 
healthy and like I don't you know like it's not it's not yeah I yeah it was not good for me to be in that um relationship Mm. so Mm -hmm. but a big learning curve (laughs) because for an Aries like the because I guess this is a really good tip for anyone as well like for an Aries the sign before you is Pisces so they're occupying your blind spot your 12th house as an Aries so when you talk about a vortex or this spinning seasickness, mm. you know, that is what a Pisces activates in a in an Aries is the subconscious space of like hidden dream-like mm. energy. And also it's called the house of undoing. The 12th house is called the house of, you know, where all the thread gets pulled and pulled and the whole garment comes apart, the seams yeah. come apart. And so that's our house where we say, okay, night, night. And then, you know, everything kind of, relaxes and falls loose so it's like naturally it's the house or the occupied space or the space to occupy through a relationship for example like that that explores Mm. that was you know was that a dream was that madness Mm. what's going on like am I am I seeing things clearly have I got my glasses on I've actually never been out with the Pisces and I kind of always felt felt them to be not not a red flag kind of like a red flag for me yeah yeah, if I need so that, that's probably the, for that reason. Yeah, the only. Yeah, I think it's like it's just in hindsight. Is I've been learning. I've talked about this a few times, like on the podcast, like this season. I've been learning about like codependency and realizing my patterns in in that. And like that person was someone that was like had addictions and they did a lot of drugs. So it was just like a lot of kind of, you know, kind of um illusions and delusions going on there um and And that's what we're going on as that's what we're going on is going on for us as a collective yeah are you you seeing that in astrology then as well yeah because it's neptune in pisces so so for yeah because so he was a pisces son yeah so he exists like a purpose of you know pushing the limits or kind of like mm-hmm. um imagine if there's like a, a stream and it goes over the edge of the um the waterfall type thing it's like he was probably somebody who was floating his boat like along the the, the cliff edge of the water and kind of was dancing in those spaces that you know dancing in the rain it could look really magical or yeah. you could be like oh my outfit's completely bloody trash now yeah. or you know it, it's like that messy splishy splashy magic slash you know and that's where we're at as a collective is like oh well you know sod it I'm just going to whip off my mask and sing along to this band yeah or or, or, or not because Saturn's still in Aquarius and there are still some pillars that need to be established around you know, but but Neptune, you know, it's this Kim Kardashian thing because um, she's got a uh, Pisces moon. So, you mm-hmm. know, she always takes selfies in the bathroom right, and everyone's yeah. allowed, the, the whole world is, al- is allowed into her bathroom, you know. And when I see people who are like celebrities, our gods, our um, icons, our mm-hmm. deities, it's like, what does that mean if somebody's if the whole world sees you in your bathroom and there's like 50 million or how whatever however the whatever the maths notion is but we're all Kim you know not not we're all Kim, Kim Kardashian <laughs> but we're all many versions of that because some of us will you know and there's this whole thing about young people who just cyber you know there's so many issues around at the moment but you know not cyber stalking, but like, you know, thankfully young people have moved on from kind of like our generation. So we're a bit different 
you know, but it's this this whole thing of like how much how do you open the floodgates? Pisces is like, oh, just no boundaries, co- yeah. you know, codependency or like yeah. and when it what what about if you're codependency on the approval of your followers? Like mm. at least with probably the codependency that we touch on is like with mm. our real life yeah. <laughs> partners. <laughs> yeah. But what if we co- but what about when the addiction is to the approval seeking of the crowd mm. or a, a an imaginary person or you know, imaginary friends, you know, and, and social media or the image that one wants mm. to create, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very messy and, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, that's where we, that, that's, 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 that's what I see with the Jupiter. Um, and interestingly, uh, I looked up a chart the other day. I was looking, I do weird research all the time. And um, I, I pulled up the chart for um, the first, the launch of mass media. Mm-hmm. And it was a um, new moon in Gemini square planets in Pisces. And it was, it was in 1855. It's on my Twitter and it's mm-hmm. on, it's a, it's a very reflective of now. And so basically the reason why we have mass media is because the rules got changed so that something to do with newspapers, they were allowed all of a sudden to open the floodgates. And the same thing is with now is that, you know, people are allowed to publish so frequently news is instantaneous. Celebrities mm-hmm. can manage their own publicity that it's just so um it's unprecedented the amount of um flow there is around information imagery media everything and so yeah the 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 dependency that one has on that is interesting Mm. but I also love talking about codependency (laughs) as well (laughs) but also just thinking back to social media like how like you were saying we're just putting we're kind of there's this flow of information coming through all the time and I think that it also distorts our perspective of reality of what is actually going on like is that how much of the news is also does that have an agenda behind it that is also (laughs) channeling something else like that's going on um and again back with social media I was messaging someone like dming someone the other day and we're just talking about how intense social media like just being on Instagram can feel and actually I I had a few different conversations and one of the things with one person I was saying about was like also with everything that happened last night not last night last year with um um this huge rise and awareness of this um Black Lives Matter and anti-racism and that became huge and then with that so many people then were kind of I don't know what the word is, but kind of like called to action or like called in to be more of an activist. So then everyone changed it, you know, like people aren't just posting about their avocado on toast or a nice picture of their matcha latte anymore. It's activism or it's about trauma or it's about all this like deep, heavy things. So you can't, it's really hard to scroll through social media without being mm. like, oh yeah, that's nice. But then it's like, whoa, like that's like going on. And- totally. And it's kind of finding that balance of like, yeah, we need to be aware of these issues and trying to do our bit and edu- making sure that we are educating ourselves so that we're, we're not unintentionally creating more damage or contributing to the problem. But it's just kind of like also like all these things are disconnecting us from like, 
what is my experience? <laughs> like, how am I feeling today? What do I need to do today? Mm. And what are the things that like are true for me right now that I can actually um, have an impact? Touch or hold yeah, on touch, to. Touch, hold yeah. on to, it's tangible, but then also that I can make a difference with, you know? Like you see all these mm. things that are going on. It's just constant like, crisis after crisis, isn't it? Like around the world, like going on, whether it's... Um, whether it's Af- climate, yeah, or... Afghanistan, like political, um, the pandemic, there's just it, just every everywhere, and but then and when the we word come out, numb comes up because oh, yeah. the, the you know Pisces being this um, this sign of nebulous um, uh, collective, you know Neptune is the planet of collective unconscious. Pisces is the sign of water, mutable water. And so all of us being submerged into these trickling streams, just mm. like you say, the street, you know, also like live streams and um, stream streaming movies and music and all mm. that stuff as well. But there's this quality of numbness and also Neptune is this an, this quality of anesthetic. And so I hope that, you know, with this uh, extra um access that we have to political and all these different news chat you know news reports that the um that we don't become numb to it Mm. anesthetized from reality um and also interestingly um that there's always a sex a rough sextile so one 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 Mm -hmm. three plus two two away between neptune and pluto and so pluto they they're they are kind of um dubbing pluto the black lives matter planet because capricorn is obviously the sign of um winter and darkness so the Mm. color of black is attributed to saturn and capricorn and so pluto saturn and jupiter all conjunct in capricorn was when that kind of gained huge momentum Mm. Um, although i've been looking at other events in black history and they don't always they're not always tied to pluto or capricorn at all but for sure like that one was yeah there can be other there can be other Mm. planets like there was a conjunction between Uranus and Pluto in um Virgo which was when the um uh, civil rights movement happened Mm. as well so that was in the 60s um again earth but um but um America's having its Pluto return because it's 250 years old or 248, I think, is a Pluto return. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of this um, looking at America as a country that was built on slavery, Pluto being a Capricorn. It's many more people are talking about this than me. I'm not an expert on that Mm -hmm. at all. But the fact that Neptune and uh, the, the Pisces and Capricorn and Neptune and Pluto are sextile gives us this unprecedented access and the whole, you know, the awful news when young black teenagers are killed mm. and it immediately shows up on social media. Yeah. That's kind of the ease of the sex style, I mm. think, in play as well. So good or bad, desensitized or accessing, you know, there's there's two two sides to it. I guess it's our job or our what we're bearing witness to is observing like, oh yeah, this is happening now, this is happening now. And just trying to always be on the bright side of history. Mm. So like not wasting time on social media but equally being aware yeah. you know not not falling prey to you know consumerism but equally supporting 
the shop owners that need yeah. it or you know just trying to make good choices for our instincts mm. it's yeah like back to what you were saying about um the like amazon greenwashing their packaging <laughs> it's just I think so many companies do that don't they like H&M are doing it they're conscious or sustainable and all of that and I think that it's also very hard to be sustainable and kind of um what's a the big right fat word? corporation yeah but also I think as as human beings just trying to like get through the day with the needs that we have now it's also like really hard mm. to kind of keep keep it's up. so convenient it's because it's so convenient it's convenient to shop online it's convenient yeah. to order things from but then is that how it's been but, geared to do that as well well I think it's good that um if as a collective we're able to put pressure on people like Amazon mm. people like Jeff Bezos not that he's listening because he's often no. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, somehow using whatever leverage we have, using whatever Mm. voice, whatever buying power that we have, whatever's cool. You know, look at Cristiano Ronaldo taking away the Coke and saying drink water. Mm. I think the fact that we have to, you know, brands have to pay attention to people. You know, the the business, the the people who are in charge, the people who are, uh, you know, they must pay attention to people or pe you know or maybe the reins of power being given over to I don't mm. the the whoever the, is in the reins of power um you know in the new version and whoever's like the old dinosaur mm. those two kind of ha- having ways to meet in the middle yeah and I think that you know for example if it's a necessary evil that I buy my goods off of Amazon but I can see that they're trying to stay current or if the messaging, you know, I just think it's a great thing that we have certain social media accounts or people trying to hold others accountable. And that's the role of, that's the the beauty of the world as above, so below and the planet Mm. is that we can always see karma and consequences. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about Saturn is Saturn's the planet of limits and calm and consequences. So another example I'll give you as just an interesting uh, observation is that, um, and it's interesting for us too, because we're both Aries, um, Kylie Jenner is an Aries rising. Okay. And she's launched a tequila brand. I don't know if I spoke about this. Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Kendall. Who did I say? Kylie. Yeah, I said Kylie. (laughs) She's a Capricorn rising. Um, But Kendall launched this tequila brand and yet the whole world had this backlash on her um, saying, come on, you're being, you're actually, you know, you're not being very ethical here because you're Mm. just taking a product that's nothing to do with you. And poor old Kendall, she's always like, you know, yeah, Kylie, she had that thing. Didn't Kylie she do something with um, Pepsi as well that she got in trouble for? She did a Pepsi advert. She always seems to sort of not be able to quite follow through, but then she's also got Neptune asking her to surrender right. in her 12th house as well. So she's kind of on more of a spiritual journey with her crystal bowls yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> if you've seen her on Instagram and stuff. So, but um, just kind of this notion of Saturn um, having worked its way through her 10th house mm. as an Aries and she kind of reflects that energy. And so, yeah, I just like the way that, that there is a counter, that there is whoever we are and what, whatever we're doing, there will always be people, 
reminding us to be accountable, yeah. reminding us to be, you know, it's just we all have a different playing field, but mm. we can't escape the planets. We can't escape our, our karma. Yeah. One other thing that I was just coming, that just came to mind also just was the blessing with the internet and the way that we're living now is that also more sustainable brands can get, are more visible and can be found and can be discovered through Google or through people talking about it. People that are, you know, really being conscious with I their, hope so. where they're sourcing from. And um, also just like places like Depop. I love Depop like for things that I wish I'd bought or had been sold out a few years ago <laughs> in Topshop. And now I'm like, oh, I'm just going to see. Who, who, like, I love it. Like, I love getting stuff on Depop Yeah, now. you can Google the brands that you like. And then yeah. they come up. I'm still on eBay and I'm still shipping things to other people's houses and probably never going to see them for another 10 years or something. <laughs> but I've got little stashes all over the world yeah. for one day. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of different kind of like ways about it. Um, so coming back to this... Eclipses. Yes, the eclipses and the notes. So one thing I want to ask you before I know going to dive into some really incredible information for us that the, so how often does, do the nodes change? Every 18 months. Okay. So every 18 months, which is quite like an, an, not an unusual um, time frame, but yeah, it's um, every 18 months. So we're in, so just to kind of like, kind of be current, um, where we're at at the moment is we're in the Gemini Sagittarius um, cycle. Mm-hmm. So that's very pertinent for you and I because we were born under that cycle ourselves. Yeah. Last year was so, sorry, not last year, but what were we in now? 2021, 2020. Um, yeah, 2020 was such a huge year. And so was 2019 because we had, I'm just double checking my years. 2019, we had the, yeah, the North and South node in Capricorn Cancer. And so it was just a really extra time, extra, extra, extra. And of course, all the astrologers knew January 2020, something was going to happen. You know, it just makes me nervous even looking at that lineup. We had Mm. um, in 12th of January 2020, we had Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, Ceres, Sun, Jupiter and the South Node all in Capricorn. So Capricorn's this really conservative, um, uh, stoic, stern sign of responsibility, long-term plan. So the Capricorn person that you know or the person with the Capricorn moon, they might be really highly ambitious. They might have been pragmatic and a long-term planner taking really sensible steps to do what is right to get to the next plateau or, you know, like a mountain goat going up the uh, mountain. And so because all these planets were activating that house of our horoscope, for us it was career, for you know, all the different people was different house. Um, but the south node was there. I mean, there was a, there's a combination of planets. So when we look at next year's eclipses and where we get into the action for 2022, mm-hmm. the planet that's in the frame, the planet that we're really excited about is Uranus. Right. And Uranus is a really exciting planet anyway, so that's great. Um, but at that time, so if we look at the past, the present and the future, so the past, all throughout 2019 and then 2020, um, we were in Capricorn cancer territory. And if you remember, there was this time when Donald Trump was like, 
I'm going to build a wall. I'm going to build a wall, blah, 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 wall, wall, wall. And then it was like, okay, well, there's all these migrant families, cancer, and then there's this huge wall. And everyone was watching Game of Thrones where there was this huge icy wall in Game of Thrones. And so there was this dichotomy or this um, polarity between are we caring about big business you know, structures and kind of political agendas, which of course all these planets were hugely, highly activating all of those things. And the South Node was saying, uh, you know, the South Node was saying release, 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 which made it quite unsatisfying. It wasn't like we were taking a big chunk of chocolate brownie and going, mm, industry, mm, politics, you know, how nourishing, how satisfying, how um how wonderful that we're getting getting this it was more like oh god the arse is falling out of all of the governments the art you know everything's kind of like it's all falling away economies weren't doing well like it was kind of all like you know just disappearing um whereas the principle of motherhood and um cancerian values like can we all just care about these these poor children that are mm. at the fences and there was also at that time a lot of emphasis on mothers and a weird observation um, was there was this really um interesting documentary I know we spoke about twins before didn't mm. we that oh, documentary yeah. on the twins there was also this there was also a few I won't go into it because I'll go down the rabbit hole again but <laughs> there was also um some things about mothering that that were coming up fast and furious then we went into the Gemini eclipses where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And that was on, I'm just going to tell you the day. So that that kicked off like our, our cycle, which is all about communication, cross-cultural travel because of the Sagittarius element. Mm-hmm. And that was May 2020. So if you think about May 2020, one of the first things that happened was George Floyd, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Gemini being the the sign of breath and um, nervous systems and how we communicate and engage and that was just blew up in the news of Mm -hmm. course Uh, and then things that were on their way out was cultural exchange so you know all the school children um I'll tell you about Aquarius in a second but basically all the school children were moved online so Gemini represents children young young educate young people being educated and then at winter solstice in, um, sorry, at that time we had Saturn and Mars both in Aquarius. So we were all like, okay, we're going to need to move on Zoom, Aquarius, the internet. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, the South Node being in Sagittarius meant no more travel. So Sagittarius is about foreign ventures, mm-hmm. taking off, setting sail, like being able to do a global trip. None of that for the till now like the planes have been totally ground like Mm -hmm. grounded and that means that if any university you know how university students would normally take a gap year or go to uni they've we've got a lack of higher education we've got a lack Mm -hmm. of cultural experience so like normally a kid would go on a foreign not cruise a foreign adventure (laughs) and be able to um bring back something from Thailand, bring back a advent, you know, adventure. And basically because the South Node in Sagittarius, it means that we're not tasting that rich cultural stuff. Mm. 
And Gemini's making so everything be more local because Gemini represents like being local yeah. as well, doesn't it? Like your neighbours and... Local, act local and also racism. So basically when we're in our tight-knit community, when we stick to what we know, when we be in our little neighbourhood, mm. we're not going to taste the different flavours. Yeah. So actually racism has been massive. Like it kind of mm. kicked off, didn't it? Like... Mm. I mean, I know the Black Lives Matter thing happened in twenty twenty uh, in twenty nineteen as mm, yeah. well, but basically the the path of the the Gemini path was very it's kind of small minded. Yeah, that's what you know that shooting with that um salo- that um aromatherapy place in Florida. I don't know where it was, mm. but um I looked at the chart when that horrible man and he was doing it for religious purposes. Yeah, he was like I'm doing it for Jesus and all this awful so that was 2020 was this um long drawn out Mm. um gemini eclipses so and then we move into taurus and scorpio in january 2022 so the whole of 2021 has been about communications learning to, to to talk to our neighbor and um letting go of expectations around the big journeys mm-hmm. um and looking out for one's neighbor as well because obviously all the mental health issues stuff yeah like and just like yeah for like oh, sisters got, brothers uh, and yeah yeah looking after your family the people that are close by like your neighbors and um like yeah even at like not like I think mental health has been a big issue for a lot of people in different ways like over the last like since everything's been going on but also I just want to say that like racism is is not just kind of popped up because of the like no. the north nose in general this has like been going on for too long but it's the awareness 100%. it's the shift that it's it's the door that is opening to shift our awareness and our consciousness to educate ourselves to be part of the solution and change yeah and and the lack but the yeah I I just find that visual of like sticking to one's tiny little neighborhood click yeah and then um not tasting the 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 other countries yeah it is racism is something that has been going on forever Mm. um but it was that Gemini thing I was like oh like I was really noticing it kick off around that because I think we had um I think we had Mars in Gemini or something but Mm. Mars crossed the north node bringing in violence around that basically and that was when that man went to that bloody massage parlor because mm. it said aromatherapy and it was like these wonderful women practicing Taurus tor- values aromatherapy yeah. is very Taurus and I was yeah. like oh it's beautiful but this stupid bloody man um Mars men Gemini yeah. um anyway and then so 2022 the north node slips into Taurus so what's that date so this 19th of January 2022. Okay. Oh, so not not long then? Not long. Not long. Exactly. And the amazing thing that we can do in preparation for this is pay attention. We're now in September. I don't know when this will go out, but this will go out. Yeah. um, This will go out maybe like on the 23rd of September. Okay. Well, we won't be in it yet, but basically in the. in November, October, November, we will have a new moon in Scorpio, as we do every Scorpio season. There'll be mm-hmm. a new moon in Scorpio. It'll be like a dress rehearsal for 2022. 
-hmm. And then we'll have a full moon in Taurus in Scorpio season, which will be, again, a dress rehearsal for 2022. And basically, then moving into the eclipses of 2022, we will have four, sometimes we have six, Mm-hmm. But 2022, so this is kind of like if you, if anyone wanted to send this to their friend, this would be the timestamp where it gets kind of relevant. <laughs> Good. So basically, we have four eclipses in 2022. We start with a partial solar eclipse in May. That's a Taurus new moon. Then we have in May again, a Scorpio full moon. So they're kind of like, that's why November is somewhat of a dress rehearsal. And when you've been... Activating when you say like dress rehearsal, do you mean like the theme? The taste. The taster. So the things that are coming up, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing is going to be giving us a little clue to exactly. that. And also that, clue. that awareness of kind of what we feel called to support ourselves and stay grounded is also what's going to help us throughout the next, the next um, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. So we have... May 2022, May 2022, May 2022, October, and then November, both 2022. So there's four. So there's a partial solar eclipse, which is a new moon. So I'll just stick to new moon, full moon. Yeah. New moon in Taurus on um, London time, 30th of April. Then a Scorpio full moon, and that's on May 16th. So, well, right at the end of April, May. And then October will be a Scorpio new moon. And then there'll be a Taurus full moon on November 8th. Mm-hmm. So basically like two bookends um, in the year or a sort of nice ice cream sandwich, new moon, full moon, new moon, full moon. And um, some of them are stronger than others. But essentially these four are activating Taurus-Scorpio axis. Well, the new moon will will. Um, more heavily be on one end but because of the south node or the north node will always be present Mm -hmm. it will always be this working of two themes and so in astrology just as I was referencing previously how the air and the um, fire work together and the earth and the water do you know basically there's always patterns to be found and one of the really fun easy patterns to um, grapple with is an axis an axis being a seesaw, an mm-hmm. axis being two signs on either end of an elastic band pulling. And that's what the opposition is, this constant seesaw back and forth, back and forth. So for you, you're very familiar with the Libra Aries mm-hmm. seesaw because you have the Aries sun and the Libra rising. So <laughs> yeah. it's this dichotomy of two themes. And what we find is many commonalities with those two signs. There are many um things to work with, lots of material. When it comes to Taurus and Scorpio, they are both fixed. Taurus is a fixed earth. Scorpio is a fixed water. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, if, um, what, how I would describe it is by looking at those two houses in your horoscope, they're diametrically opposed from each other. What are the planets you've got in those houses? What are the, um, the, the, the numbers, the degree of those planets? Are they being triggered? Okay, and then basically the action is around planet Uranus. Uranus was in our sign. Uranus was in Aries. Mm -hmm. It spends about eight years in a sign and it moved into Taurus with a new moon in Taurus back in 2018. So since May 2018, it's been introducing things like 
extra again these things have been around for ages but Mm -hmm. food fashion finance agriculture property the property market land anything governed by Taurus has been Mm -hmm. experiencing shockwaves and um, innovation Mm -hmm. so food during pandemic food delivery services robots delivering groceries um you know, climate change, the actual world experiencing a, a mm-hmm. shakeup, Bitcoin, digital innovation around payment systems, um, even the changing over of the British coin when the Queen dies, mm-hmm. when she does, etc. You know, all these things around um, our money, our banking, and the more tangible areas and the more superficial areas, fashion. How I buy my clothes. For me, it's easier just to at the click of a button if I actually need to buy something to look online than it is bloody well going brick and mortar. Yeah. The notion of brick and mortar being shaken up. And Taurus and Scorpio being these two zodiac signs that represent our resources. So Taurus being what's in hand, Scorpio being what's beneath it psychologically, mm-hmm. energetically, power and exchange and insurance so for example I think that one of the trends of next year will people not being able to insure themselves because of COVID so for example like you know an insurance broker is like oh usually they're like have you are you insured what if what if you die like Mm -hmm. what if you you know I used to work for an insurance broker and his sales pitch was like to the family man what's going to happen if you don't make it. How will your wife survive? How will your children go through university? Why didn't you insure insure yourself so that your family is taken care of? Mm-hmm. Well, COVID has stripped that notion away. And I believe that this south node traveling through Scorpio will make the handling of not risk, but like basically where we're invested and where we trust others with our money, that will mm-hmm. be more difficult to grapple with. And, and and how do you mean dif- difficult to grapple with? So just like when Capricorn, just like when the South Node was in Capricorn and we were all, um, our expectations around ambition and, you know, relying on, say, a government to be this authority. Yeah. So say, for example, we looked at, in previous years gone by, maybe we were in the war and we looked at the governor and we're like, good job, mate, you know, like, wow. Now, there was a lot of activity around politics and government, but government, but we're like, bloody hell, that was a shit show. Yeah. You know, my, my faith is gone. Like, I'm yeah. not looking forward to the government. I'm like, oh, clear out, like, plonkers. And then with, tra- with Sagittarius, there's been a lack of cultural expansion. We've been not able to travel. We've been not able to um, easily post things overseas mm-hmm. or see our family overseas or just experience anything foreign. Yeah. Yeah, even like with Brexit, with people like importing and exporting has been really hard, hasn't it? Precisely. And that was very much around the transport of the lorries Mm. and all that stuff. And yeah, and again, the racism. Mm. And then so with Scorpio, so it's gone Capricorn, Sag, because it goes backwards through there. Capricorn, Sag, Scorpio. With Scorpio, it'd be like, oh, it doesn't feel quite as satisfying to invest my money because the financial market's been shaken up so much. So like mm-hmm. basically Scorpio energy is about working together for mutual gain and like bonding and trusting and loyalty. Mm-hmm. So there'll be like a sense that we can't feel our loyalties quite as strongly. Mm-hmm. It'll be more about like 
sensory um sort of like satisfying the senses at a a much more instantaneous level Mm -hmm. because Uranus is with all those eclipses like Uranus is exactly conjunct the new moon Mm -hmm. so it's like innovation how are we going to make money how shall I make money how shall I build develop you know buy a house buy a bag buy a pair of shoes feed myself feed Mm -hmm. my feed those people under my care how am I going to do all those very very basic um plant seeds forage you know even to the kind of more natural way Mm -hmm. because Taurus is all about the bull grazing in the pastures so it's about how we eat how we consume how we buy on Amazon how we how we deal with our climate uh, how we deal with our environment mm-hmm. our, our soil it's about bringing in more of that and letting go of more of the um awareness on ancestry lineage and ghostly things so if scorpio is around at halloween mm-hmm. it's the time when we celebrate our ancestors there may be less of a connection to um what our parents can inherit us mm-hmm. what our parents can pass on maybe the grandparents not being able to see the grandchildren so family legacies just being depleted right because if you think about what you buy and you think about what you gain, mm-hmm. Taurus is what you buy and Scorpio is what you gain through a back through the back door almost. Like Scorpio is loans, taxes, inheritance and um someone else's money. Mm-hmm. Whereas Taurus is more to do with like my money, my my yeah. my mine, mine. I I want, I want, I want. Mm-hmm. But Scorpio is like, oh, thank, thanks for that, Grandma. I'll take yeah. that recipe, or I'll take that. I'll, and it's more about like the reverence we show at Halloween to sacred secrets and and death, mortality. So it might like be like if everyone's if so many people have died in COVID, then we might not think death is such a big deal or right. something like that. So more of a disconnect to kind of the appreciation of death and past experience to more the more it's tangible. It's almost like, yeah, we'll be more interested in um, in what's to gain. Yes. Almost like more ready to indulge, more wanting to grapple with the superficial. Mm. And I guess that feeling, what's coming to my mind is like that feeling of being fulfilled. Yes, consuming something for instant gratification. Yeah. But that works well with Neptune as well. And then um, we have a lot of activity in Capricorn. Venus and Mars are moving nicely together. Yeah, it's going to be a lot about that. But the good thing is, is so far with Uranus in um, Taurus, plant-based food, innovation around eating, you know, delivery services that just work, mm. you know, um, uh, it's all, it's it's basically anything that's governed by Taurus is going to have glittering maverick energy around it. And lots of things to do with money and spending. So for example, 
when Mars was in Taurus in January, um, there was this thing, there was the there was these financial transactions going on, which actually shook off the bankers, and actually it was very discombobulating for the money men, mm-hmm. and um, shook out a lot of the old money. So there's new ways, innovative ways for for, the, for, for people to profit. Mm-hmm. So that's what we could look at. If we wanted to hack the astrology of next year, yeah. it would be thinking, how can I cash in and how can I consume in a way that is um, progressive mm-hmm. and aligned with new modern ways? It could mm-hmm. be just like, oh, I'm going to plan my meals. You know how like some of these people are like, planning how they they feed and cook yeah it might be to do with like feeding the out like helping feed charitable neptune jupiter and pisces mm-hmm. like kind of like uh, cast you know acceptance and casting aside one's selfishness in mm-hmm. order to be more spiritual that's a good version like spiritual on instagram or spiritual in real life means kind of actually being like actually being selfless Mm -hmm. um and then being selfless perhaps with the way that we economize our cooking or economize feeding people or um the food choices that we make or the consumption choices should i say so do you mean like where we're buying our food from, like choosing organic, um, if we can, if we can afford to, or growing and our expectation. own. expectations. Yeah, and, and for you, it would be expectations around how you partner with people and their money. Because I've also got another Libra rising in my life. And I know that basically through other people I've seen with the um, axis in their second and eighth house, it's basically been a lot of activity. So for you, I'd say there'll be a lot of activity around money and resources and mm-hmm. financial um, financial situations and your expectations around doing things differently with money and mm-hmm. investments. Mm-hmm. So for example, buying a house. Did you buy a house in the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We bought a house like four years ago. Oh, did you? Well done. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, and the house prices are all going up in, um, the house prices are all going up in the UK. Apparently, yeah. So it might be for you like flipping your house or right. doing something innovative because for you it would be your second house or your eighth house as a as an Aries. So I'll go through the houses if you like. Yeah. For Aries and Libra, it will be the second and eighth house. So it's mm-hmm. all about my money, making my money and, and shaking up how I spend, how I save, how I bank, but then also letting go of expectations around what other people owe me or how I loan my possessions or how I, um, you know, what I expect from my parents for inheritance, you know, maybe they'll lose everything in Mm -hmm. COVID, like maybe their insurance won't pay out, like that kind of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like innovating on my income and my earnings and um, releasing expectations or there not being so much hype around the, the, you know, around money and income Mm -hmm. for um so that's for Aries second and eighth house for a Taurus it will be self and other so it will be me being a maverick change maker me being the trailblazer me being the one with the bright innovative ideas and not relying on a partner so much and as a Cancer um you know during the Cancer Capricorn axis I was not able to rely on others so much Mm -hmm. I felt a bereft 
um, lack of um, others, otherness um, mm. through that one. So it'll be the same for Taurus, but because it's involving Uranus, it'll be like, I'll fly the flag to be innovative and different and not expect people to show up for me. Mm-hmm. And then for Gemini, it'll be 12th house. What, how, what was the house what was the house for what were the houses for Taurus? So Taurus Scorpio will be first and seventh for the Scorpio sorry it'll be shaking up how they partner so you could see for a Taurus or a Scorpio or Scorpio rising relationships doing a 180 so either like a divorce a breakup or a um, very big change to um, a partner's purpose or to the way um you know, for example, like you could be a Scorpio and your partner might become famous or you might be a Scorpio and your partner might, um, you know, have something very, very a sudden change that makes them different mm-hmm. in some way. They go from working to unemployed. They go from unemployed to super busy, something mm-hmm. like that. It could be a, a million different ways, but something around relationships being very um, surprising, erratic or unsettling or, you know, and it, it could be good or bad. So that's the first and the seventh, one and seven. For Gemini, 12th um, and sixth, so health and healing. So around the process of leaning into isolation, uh, sort of like escapism through the senses. And then, and for indulging, which can even be a relationship, which is a little bit indulgent as well. Um, But letting go of perhaps the need to be in a routine letting go of control because Scorpio can be quite a controlling sign. They Both of these are quite stubborn. They're fixed. So the health routine, there might have to be less expectations of keeping a schedule. And then for the Sagittarius, it will be um, very, very busy, shaking up the daily agenda. So Sagittarius may have had with Uranus new innovative ways of working or working with subjects that are being disturbed and disrupted. So I know, for example, a Sagittarius girl who's working with astrology. So it's like a different, you know, astrology is obviously such a Uranian subject. Mm-hmm. It's very, very different and unusual. Um, so that's Sagittarius, Gemini, the health and healing houses. And there may have to be some uncomfortable isolation periods, quarantine periods, and finding new ways to switch off from the world. So listening to music in in very kind of like meditative states or painting as well like just getting getting out of oneself to heal and you know if somebody's been sick they might need to like take sit sit out in nature or something Mm -hmm. like that and then for the cancer capricorns it will be around for cancer it's community so it's all about serving the community through their creative powers or through their kind of like inspiration so that's me so I'm anticipating like being much more heavily involved with um my people mm-hmm. or uh, you know the choir the city like getting out and about to be part of a community mm-hmm. and then less about my passions less about like my um my children my website my what I find to be interesting and exciting and then for the um, Capricorns, it will be more devotion to their children, more excitement and, and maybe even like disruption around their kids. Like, oh, something's going on with their kids at school or some things. Uh, they're pregnant again, a surprise mm-hmm. pregnancy. 
and then um, letting go necessarily of their place in the community like not feeling quite so satisfied that they have access to the network or friends or industry that they really really love Mm -hmm. for then the leos it will be prolific fame like a moment of um fame attached to their new path Mm -hmm. and um, less about home life less about like staying at home doing the cooking less satisfaction around nurture and then for the aquarius it will be a shake-up to the home to the foundations Mm -hmm. and traditions like shaking up their space and like what their expectations are new innovate innovations in the home and like how they how they nest settle and find connection with parents Mm -hmm. and then less about their career less expectations around just like what we experienced with the Capricorn transit Mm. less um satisfaction rest out of their reputation and who they appear to be in public like less on um, perhaps a social media clout and then for the Virgo and the Pisces it would be um a great awakening for Virgo around long distance ventures but also people who they connect with that are teachers guides and specialist subjects that are Mm -hmm. opening up to them so that would be the same as what you've had with the Gemini one Mm -hmm. talking to people overseas allowing your message to permeate and then for the Pisces people it will be more about their innovative message so for example I have a friend who's a Pisces rising Taurus she's got a podcast and um, talks about all these wonderful um women's issues because mm. there was a fifth house cancer transit at that time too right. but she's into like women's sexuality as well so mm-hmm. Taurus is all about indulging mm-hmm. so indulging in orgasms or indulging mm-hmm. in chocolate or indulging in wine so the keeping it very superficial and surface pleasures mm-hmm. so Pisces might be talking a lot to their inner circle or people who are listening whereas Virgo might be casting the net wide to really engage with people who can open their mind or their experiences to um other 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 areas and yeah that takes you on the whole cycle and for Pisces they might be less focused on um growing their wisdom and for Virgo they might be less feeling a lack of connection with their kindred spirits Mm. Interesting. But it's all about the it's all about the awakening of Uranus. It's all about yeah. what Uranus is bringing us, mm-hmm. and that's change in those areas. Change, radical change, surprises. Cut. Be um, Uranus is the planet of um, cesareans and cutting. Okay, like it's a planet yeah. of. It's a planet of like, okay, change. It's like the man who walks out on his wife mm-hmm. or, you know, and the Uranus, Uranus opposition is the midlife crisis at 43. So Uranus is all about that swift cut. I'm ready to change. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do it. And we can do it with Uranus. We can like, so these new moon, full moons, the Taurus new moon, May, April 30th, May, 2022 is conjunct Uranus. Um, the, the new moon's at 10 degrees, so people who have planets at 10 degrees of the fixed sign, Uranus at 14 degrees, so people with planets around there. That is a very, very tight conjunction. So they'll really, those people new, will really feel it then. Yeah, Most. and the new moon that we've just had in um, Virgo was trying the 
new moon. Right. So we literally had a so the same so nothing nothing an alien isn't going to come down and lay an egg on my head. Nothing amazingly weird is going to happen Mm -hmm. but I might start seeing things in a different way I might go oh I might be inspired by fresh subjects or I might just be compelled to act Mm -hmm. Uranus is this do it you know you know turn to turn and look the other way type thing and new moons are these seeding moments for the future it's how we seed to grow we're quiet and still and then we plant seeds and then the Scorpio full moon, um, that isn't obviously um, conjunct Uranus, it's at 25 degrees. That relates back to um, November 15th of last year. So the new mm. moon will be coming to fruition. So that one's not so amazing. But then the um, Scorpio new moon, that's obviously a seeding moment for April 2024. So that will be the full moon corresponding with that one. And then we have the final total lunar eclipse a scorpio full moon again conjunct uranus so the two the first and the last and all these are on my website the um charts for these moments yeah the first and the fourth are both conjunct uranus and once the first one uranus is at 14 degrees the second one uranus is at 16 degrees 56 so they it moves very 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 little it's slap bang in the middle of taurus um and that full moon is exactly at 16 degrees. So the full moon is at 16. Uranus is, is at 16.56. So it's like, for me, I'm like, it's very exciting for these mm-hmm. areas. Groundbreaking shakeups around food, finance, and fashion. Exciting. Consume, consumerism, how we spend money. So it's all about identifying. So for anyone who's kind of like in the moment right now, it's already been happening. It's already been happening so far. Like we can already see like, how has my spending changed? How has my food habits changed since May 2018, but also more recently, just this year and last year? Yeah. And like you said, am I being sustainable? Yeah. Am I eating plant-based? Do I go into the the hedges and forage? Am I planting a garden? Am I trying to um, be environmentally conscious? Am I, you know, recycling my clothes? Yeah. And like you're saying that some of those themes will be coming up on in like October and November for the new moon, the new moon in Scorpio and the full, full moon in Taurus. Yes exactly exactly and with everything that you have been saying and I asked you this question when we were whatsapping like yesterday because there's just I feel like there's still so much maybe yeah like you said delusion and illusion going on and it's kind of like grappling for what's real and what's true and trying to find that and kind of trying to keep the faith what are things that we can over the next for the rest of the year or like yeah the next 12 months or whatever comes to your mind like what have we got to look forward to astrologically that's going to kind of give us this kind of like an uplifting boost and yeah something that we well I do you know what I mean I think it's riding the yes I think it's right I mean I'm I'm very responsible and realistic and all the R's, responsible, realistic, and um, relative. And um, 
basically, I think it's about riding the wave of the Pisces energy. Mm -hmm. So being realistic about what is real and what is fake. Like, realistically, has that person just been gifted that bag and bought those followers? Or am I actually looking at, you know, and I do think social media is quite um, overwhelming, too much mm -hmm. to swallow. So I think like, you know, streamlining and um, embracing what is good, which is music and artistry and not always making it about the money, but kind of it being born from something deep within and listening mm -hmm. to, you know, still coming back to connect with the divine or divine yeah. answers, just like you and I both kind of um, champion that through our work. Um, and then on either side of that, you know, taking what responsible measures um, we have already begun to tap into in real world things. That's the Uranus and the Capricorn energy, which is going to be very strong. Mm -hmm. And then um, aside from that, you know, so they are hope that is there is a mm. lot of hope and a lot of gorgeous things to be grappling with there. There's mm -hmm. a lot of gorgeous things to be grappling with. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of optimism. Jupiter in a in its own um, sign is very happy. Like mm -hmm. It's very, very happy. Um, aside from that, we've still got Saturn in Aquarius. So if anything's kind of the, the linchpin that's kind of like making us, you know, do things properly it's that Saturn which is mm -hmm. basically in a square to Uranus um which is kind of you know if it was all about and if, it, if we were just dealing with Neptune and Uranus we'd be saying come on let's all just open up a restaurant and feed the homeless and you know cook with go gorgeous organic food mm -hmm. and 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 have a delivery system that works on you know but actually somebody's got to program the app yeah. and that's Saturn you know, Saturn and Aquarius is being very, very realistic. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's all about taking responsibility in our community um, whilst still indulging at a personal level. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff is good stuff. All that, all that, um, all those eclipses is good stuff because it's all Taurus. So we're like, it's almost like we, we're given permission we're given permission to indulge. Don't overshop. It's very yeah. probably going to be very, very easy to over, over buy, overshop, mm -hmm. and kind of have too many good experiences. But I think it's a. I think it's a. All that stuff is good. Yeah, and I guess it's one of the things that I think of with tourists is that they value quality over quantity as well. Exactly. 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 And I was just thinking that if it's cheap. And that's also a Capricorn principle too, craftsmanship, hard work, earthy endurance, long lasting, all of those exactly, 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 exactly. Um, investment, it, investment for oneself, not like the thing that's passed on through great aunt Fanny, mm -hmm. more like, you know, what I want to build, what I want yeah. to how I want to sustain myself. Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of money making opportunities if one is able to um think with as a as a more um maverick person yeah as someone who's willing to do things differently mm -hmm. like crypto like bitcoin 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. not that i have the time or energy to do it but i'm i'm encouraging everyone else who's got that kind of a brain to do that yeah there's a guy i've started got into um bitcoin and crypto this year have you yeah there's a guy maybe that I, I should yeah there's a guy that 
I would recommend checking out called Chris Plow. It's like P L O W. Oh, Plow, and yeah. it's a Taurus. Yeah, Chris Plow. Plowing so, the field. Yeah, so he is on Instagram and he has these YouTube videos and he's got these like on like um like a, a training that you can do to like learn all about it. Um, so yes, I've been learning more about that, which has been really interesting. And he makes it really um, accessible and easy to understand. He does this. Like you just sign up to his newsletter or go, go. I think his. I can't think what his website is. It's like in purposeful investing or something like that. Yeah. And he has got this free training about in what investing is and around um yeah money and stuff and how teaching you about how inflation and how it all works and the impact that the government's just printing all of this money is going to have in the long term and yeah so it's like really yeah. interesting but he makes it because before because Francesca Oddi like we talk about this I think on the fe- in one of the earlier episodes from this season um, because she got me into it and last year she was saying like get into crypto she's, yeah she's on the same flag yeah and I was like oh I don't know like what one bitcoin at that time I think she was saying telling me about like seven grand I was like I haven't got seven grand to just put into a bitcoin um By one coin but then I've since found that you could just put in a fiver like you could you can get satoshis and you can put money in to like whatever you do have and uh, obviously this isn't financial advice and you should only invest what you are prepared to lose and that you can afford to lose as well like don't go crazy on it but um yeah it's really interesting learning about all of that and like I said if you did want to learn more about it then Chris Plout is um somebody that I've been following and his work has been really helpful for me and and everything Mm. that he is great because he'll on his YouTube channel especially he'll share these videos breaking down like what's going on because the market with cryptocurrency is volatile it can go up lows but it can go down (laughs) so especially with Uranus there yeah yeah so that's what's going on with that but he breaks it all down but everything that he's predicted so he'll he he analyzes all of the charts all of the patterns from the previous cycles so then he'll have this like right well this is scenario a and this is scenario b and it's always like so spot on to what he's saying is going to happen Ooh, there's also financial astrologers on twitter yeah yeah i need to look into them actually i'm not on twitter maybe i need i don't want i don't really want another social media i don't like it but but it is interesting this other information yeah I just I, I like it but I don't like it I think it's it, I think it depends on your like the work that you do purpose. and your purpose I think for some people it's great and it really works well for them but I, I, I also I'm a more visual person I like to see things and and I'm kind of nice I, there's there's been nothing more satisfying to me than like not being on social media yeah you're so lucky that you don't I mean, like, who has to be on it? Who has to be on it? It's too much. It's so long. Like, Mm. my phone tells me how much time I've spent on my phone. And it's like, you've spent this many hours. I'm like, oh, go away. Yeah. I don't want to be monitored. I don't want to be, like, held accountable for, like... And it just sucks you in as well. It is just designed to suck you in and spend more time on there. I get 
caught up on reels you know when they've got like the explore reels and then I I'm don't like, even know long? what a reel is so reels are just short videos that uh I, I think some of them but wasn't are... that wasn't that IGTV reels are shorter so an IGTV could be up to however long but reels, I, th- I think reels is the maybe a maximum of a minute for a reel um so they're very short videos so it's like short quick easy digestible content which is also more insidious because you get sucked in even more because it's short and you like don't realize yet how but they just because they're just constant we we haven't it pulls you in oh oh i I don't really and if you're on a reels if you're on a reels explore that's what i get caught into this little loop of like oh what's that maybe i have to maybe that'll be my indulgence Maybe I'll do that while I'm watching TV. I always watch TV. I don't watch the TV. I just look on oh, my phone. Oh, I always say to that. My, my boyfriend does that. And I'm like, are you multitasking again? <laughs> like, why is Unless there's something on? really good on TV, but the TV's even designed for people. It's called ambient TV or something, okay. like the Marie Kondo stuff. And it's all yeah. TV that's completely like not really, it's very low demanding TV. It, the, the TV is very like low energy oh. TV. Right, I have to check it and out. And it's just on yeah tv's quite good when i'm watching something unless it's terrible i'm not on my phone really yeah i don't that's what i would say to have, have a little dig at my boyfriend about multitasking so like, what are you are you on your phone or are you watching the tv <laughs> like, i do I'm, I'm a two hand i've got two hands on i've got a hand on an ipad hand on hand on a phone i do it all <laughs> yeah, totally watch the it. tv <laughs> you can even put the tv on fast mode so it just like goes through can you do that now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can right. double speed. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for like everything that you have so shared. Welcome. So interesting. I really do recommend anyone that's listening to this to maybe, maybe I'll say this in the intro, but if you haven't already, just get a pen and paper, listen back to it, write well, some I notes. Have, and I have the 2022 meet. eclipses in my horoscope section on the website. So definitely yeah. I'll send you the link so you can link it but um, basically just look at those four charts yeah because there's a, a hive there's a hive of activity around you know around those two houses of the horoscope mm-hmm. and it's just it's do you know the key thing I would say for anyone to do is just examine those two houses Taurus Scorpio yeah. Taurus Scorpio and that will be enough to chew over for your 2022 horoscope plus Pisces for the Jupiter Neptune conjunction plus mm-hmm. the Aquarius bit for that rest of Saturn but but yeah d- definitely taking that as your your meat um your thing to chew on is mm-hmm. the Taurus Taurus Scorpio 100% and your website is starsignstyle.com tis and your Instagram yeah. is starsignstyle as well isn't it but I don't post that. Yeah. <laughs> but still. But they can find still. people can find your um daily horoscopes on Spotify, can't they? They can. Still there. Still cooking away. Still cooking away. But definitely just look at look at those two houses of the horoscope mm. and um just pull up a house's interpretation um and just anticipate and then feel what's been going on over the last 18 months or the last year. Mm-hmm. Um what what what's transpired and then looking ahead what might be next and I'll write I'll write my horoscope soon my my 2022 horoscopes I'm going to put out a little uh, video that that makes it all animate really really far oh yeah cool will you put that on Instagram I think I'm gonna put it on YouTube but uh, yeah maybe I'll try and get it on Instagram as well 
you have to let yeah. me know when you do it and I say I can watch it I will I'll tell you <laughs> thank you you're so welcome Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Another Phase. I hope that you have found these topics insightful and expansive and that, yeah, you've enjoyed listening to this as much as I have done recording it. You can find me on Instagram at tamaradreesen underscore, as well as my website, which is wolfsister.com. And that is where you can book in with me for a tarot reading, find out about moon ceremonies, events, my books, as well as the podcast show notes and links. If these conversations have been resonating with you and you've got a spare few minutes, then I would really appreciate it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and show some love for another phase by leaving a rating and a review to let people know what they can expect when they're listening to these conversations. If you haven't already, then make sure that you are subscribed to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the episodes that are coming up. They are released weekly. Thursdays is where it's at, so I will look forward to catching up with you then.